Hey everybody, welcome back to the Infinite Canvas Podcast. It's me, John Venegas. Sorry, there's been a bit of a delay on episodes, but we're going to get back into it full swing again soon, guys. For the time being, we are going to be doing our bi-weekly episodes, and I know I said that we were going to go on an indefinite hiatus, but that was just that little hiccup you guys may have just experienced there. Uh, we've started another show, Infinite Adventures. You guys should definitely check that out. We are four episodes in already, uh, if you count our upcoming update this Thursday. The finale for Blank Slate is January 1st, and I guess we'll see you then. Uh, without further ado, here's Spectrum Files, Blank Slate, Episode 8. So, uh, at the beginning of every session, uh, the GM, that's me, adds a team to the pool. Uh, whenever you enter a uh, against a dangerous foe as a team, you add two more points to that pool. Uh, if the leader has influence over every teammate, you add another point. That's assuming that you have a leader and that they have influence over everyone. If everyone has the same purpose in the fight, you also add another point. If any team member distrusts, or sorry, the word here says mistrust, uh, tr mistrust the leader, remove another team. And if your team is ill-prepared or, or off-balance, also remove a point. You can use points to essentially um, uh, give them plus one to rolls whenever you help a teammate out. You can also spend them selfishly. Uh, when you do use them selfishly, you may um, you say how your action ignores or insults your team members. Remove one point from the pool, shift one label up, one label down of your choice, and then you can use this option after rolling to alter the, lab alter the label you're rolling with. And whenever time passes, I will empty your pool again and resort it to one team. Alright, so what team is in the pool? You, it's a point. It's a... Oh, so, so it's not the entire Doom Patrol? Oh my goodness, the only character I know from Doom Patrol is Beast Boy, and I don't think he, he's like the Dartan, the Dart, I don't know how to say the name, the Dartanian of that team. Uh, my dad was like super into Doom Patrol, and I could probably borrow some comics of them from him. I always just assumed that Doom Patrol was just a really obscure comic series. They're weird. Like Alpha Flight for DC? Marvel? As in, like, one of the recurring characters is a sentient street. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I remember what comic book series you're talking about now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're on this tangent, but I want to ask, what's the name of the street? They become, I think he became a saint, saint something else. He, he, they become like a, a brick or something at one point to travel. Is it like Downtown Boulevard or something? It's Danny the Street. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it yes. looks like, but Danny DeVito popped up into my head, and I just imagined a, like, a, like meme format, Danny DeStrito. Yeah, it's an entire <laughs> Wikipedia page. Uh, no, he's not a human that looks like a street. He is a street. He's like a whole block. Danny is an actual street, a sentient and sapient stretch of roadway. <laughs> he has long served as a home and haven for the strange and dispossessed. <laughs> he has superpowers? The street can teleport. This is... Why? <laughs> why can the street teleport? What is the purpose of the... I mean, I guess it can get you from one point to another, but then why a street? Oh my god, this hurts my head so much. 
I'm just going to get into things, if you guys are cool with that, or if you guys want to... I am totally cool with that. You go for it. Um, We're splitting off into the first uh, little scene that I popped up for you guys. Uh, James, shortly after the events of the previous episode, you decided to go with Nightingale and her mentees to their base of operations. These kids basically had uh, experienced a traumatic event, and you kind of figured that, you know, you might want to spend a little bit of time with them. And also, what's more important to you, maybe? I don't know. I don't know how your morality here works, but you heard that you can get a sweet-ass costume that they have parts for, essentially. So, if that if, is that entirely what enticed you, or do you think it's also because of the emotional support? Uh, I'm starting to, like, sort of remember what's happening, and I, I think I went with them originally because I felt really close to the whole thing happening, and so I didn't want to distance myself from the, the goings-on just yet. Allison, Nellie, and Dr. Thorne uh, have already left to go to Thorne's office, uh, as they said they were going to do, uh, to do some quick preparations and teach Nellie some basic sign language for communication. James, you and the other teens get into Nightingale's transportation, which is this universe's off-brand, copyright-friendly version of a Kia Sedona. Just going to Google what that looks like. It's a van. It's a van. Uh, I was going to say, why does that have to be a copyright-free usage of an item they cannot either see nor hear? (laughs) You could have just said they got in a van and just called it a day. (laughs) Because... Anybody can just Google what that car looks like, for one thing. Uh, two, uh, you can kind of assume that Nightingale owns this, because she's, it's, it's a van for transporting children. Um, <laughs> it's not a superhero van. Uh, it's the sleekest, uh, mom van that she can afford. Hooray for mom van. <laughs> <laughs> to the mom mobile. <laughs> I don't think she calls it that. I don't think anybody calls it that. You can't convince me that the kids don't call it that when she's not around. They pretty much do. As you all get in, she hands Tony and Jesus, uh, those are uh, Crowbar and Vape Lord, I don't know how often I use their real names, uh, blankets, and they huddle up together for warmth and comfort. Uh, Mary remains with her emotionally strong appearance. You notice her eyes are red, as if she's been, as she's, as if she's been crying, but she, uh, you haven't actually noticed her sniffling or anything, you just, it's very faint. Nightingale similarly has smudges on her face, uh, her tears mixing with her makeup. You didn't notice them earlier, but she looks a mess. Her hair isn't done, her ho- her costume is barely battened down properly, almost like she just put it on hastily. Uh, she gets into the front seat and just sits there for a moment. The car remains silent for a few seconds as she drives off, as she, as she dries her face off, and she finishes lamenting for, just, uh, for her students. No. Her kids, she, she's probably thinking about it that way. And she turns around and looks at it, you guys all sitting in the back. It occurred to me, I don't remember what she sounded like for a second. <laughs> I'm sorry, I uh, didn't mean to treat you all like criminals in the past. It's, it's, I've, I've been with you guys for uh, like a year now. Uh, James, I'm sorry for having you here and having to uh, say this in front of them with you. This is the first time that I've thought I would lose you guys, and I it's never really occurred to me that I've um, cared any amount for you other than just being my mentees. And then um, Mary pretends to laugh a bit. She's not doing it in a sarcastic way, she's doing it in an endearing way. And she just goes, it's okay. I mean, <laughs> we used to be some pretty bad kids anyways. And uh, Nightingale looks at you, James, and she goes, James, I, I appreciate you coming along with us. It's not much that they have left, but uh, 
a friend is more than enough for right now. Um, I do have a suggestion for you if you want. Um, I want to call your parent. Your your dad is not in a Hispanic accent. I do suggest uh, maybe calling your parents. They might be a little worried. You can just tell them you're spending uh, uh, night at a friend's house. I can I can always uh, confirm that for them. Oh, uh, yeah, it's probably a good idea. Um, ooh, so I have a decision. Is the voice actually different or not? I think James can have one of those voices that it's not masculine nor feminine. It's just like in between. It's like if you're talking on the phone, you and us, you know, the person introduces himself by name. You're like, oh, what was I talking to a girl or a boy kind of a thing? So I, I always pictured that as James' voice, as in, you know, be something in between. And that's how David's headcanon for that works. My headcanon for James's voice has been that ja- uh, that James's natural voice is kind of, because um, there are there are girls who have like uh, naturally husky voices. So I just assume that it's kind of like that, where you know, like how um, voice actresses. Um, basically can land uh, young male roles pretty easily just because all they have to do is sound uh, sound a little husky. Kind of like Naruto's voice actress. Uh, there's other ones, but you get what I'm saying. Right. That you can, you, you can sound like that. I don't know if your default is husky or your default is um, uh, soft, but it's that's up to you at this point. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been doing character voices this entire time, so... <laughs> Which is really weird, because, like, I did a character voice for Kelvin, but we recorded those starting after this, but I mentioned here that I wasn't good at char- character voices, <laughs> so it's going to be very confusing. <laughs> you know, that's not your fault, that's our fault. My fault, specifically, for for orchestrating all of this in such a convoluted fashion. I'll continue to leave it up to the viewers, and continue to not do a character voice for James. <laughs> <laughs> So I am going to, I guess, I'm going to make sure, like, the call volume's down so that people can't overhear what the person on the other line is saying. That that could give up a lot, and I, I guess I'll make a call. Uh, you were calling just, like, a house phone or, like, a specific person? Uh, I think I'm just calling the house phone. We, we apparently still have one. See, that's what I was going to ask, because I don't have a house phone anymore. <laughs> I haven't had a house phone in years. Uh, well, it's an archaic form of technology at this point. Uh, I'm sorry for anybody who still has one. Uh, Donovan didn't respond, so I'm assuming you have one. He has a lab phone. No, 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 no. And I'm grumbling you. Oh, somewhere. <laughs> uh, James, you are calling the uh, house phone of the uh, residence of the Lloyd family. Wait, now I have a great idea. It isn't actually a house phone. It is a perpetually plugged-in cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my laptop. <laughs> it's just a glorified desktop. Uh, yeah, you're calling. An, you're just calling a plugged-in cell phone, and uh, you get a you you get a reply from the other end, and it's uh, it's your mom. It's Brett. Her name is uh, well, it's, what we we didn't give her a name, did we? We didn't give anyone in my family a name other than uh, Aaron. I want to give her a uh, like a mom name, like a white mom name, like those kinds of like, like kind like the name of a person you would expect to like come up to a counter and want to speak to the manager. Susan, Sarah, Susan, or Sarah. I didn't hear what you said, but I think <laughs> Karen is the <laughs> ultimate moment to your manager, Mom. I know. 
Uh, you get the you. All right. She answers the phone. Um. Oh, uh, Jane. I didn't expect to uh to get your phone call uh right now. What you what you doing right now? Uh, I'm I'm just going to go stay over at a friend's place for for tonight. Uh, I just wanted to make sure it was okay. Uh, you got the mom on the uh, mom or dad on the other line? Uh, yeah, yeah. They're they're here. I I guess. Mm. Yeah, I guess we're gonna hand it off. <laughs> Oh, John talks to John? Okay. John, are you ready to talk to yourself? Uh, damn it, I hate doing that. Um, you forced it right now, but okay. I, I didn't expect that, actually. I don't, uh, so a lot of, look, cause I, that was outside of, um, what I wrote down, honestly. I just thought that it was gonna be like, uh, I wrote other stuff down. I wasn't expecting that. That's, that's improv right there. Um, yeah, cause I, I am going to do damage control after the call. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so you hear um uh you you hear her take the phone or see them take the phone and uh, Nightingale. Her name is Garcia. Uh, she uh she, uh she takes the phone and you hear all of this from Garcia's end. Oh yeah, no. Um yeah, I, I was like I'm gonna be good, taking good care of them. Uh yeah. Um and she looks back and she goes um oh you can't see me mouthing stuff. No, <laughs> I know she looks around and she looks at uh, uh Mary and Jesus and uh uh Mary Jesus and uh, uh uh Tony and she goes uh no he's he's uh he's just gonna be spending uh the night over with uh his friend Jesus and she go he uh you hear her go yeah you've done multiple different pronouns you have I just never said she from Nightingale's side so that means the mom hasn't dropped a a pronoun yet either. Or a name. Nah, she hasn't. She hasn't heard or said anything. And you hear murmuring on the other end. And then she, uh, she's like, oh, "Okay, cool." And then she hangs up. Uh, she gives you the phone back, and she goes, "I don't know. She was a little confused there at the end, but uh, I'll just take it how it is." She seemed a little irky at first, but she has. Uh, but I told her it was fine. Whatever. She did. I, I think she, she she got a little mad that she was uh, the, uh just a little a little little mad at the end. Uh, when I mentioned who you were hanging out with, I don't know if maybe you're. Mom's racist, or if that's a, I mean, no, you know. I, I, I know what's going on. I can, I, I think I can handle that when I get back, hopefully. As far as I'm aware, she's not racist. <laughs> okay, but if she is, that's, people think the way that they are, and I can't change how they think, so. That was kind of weird, though. Uh, I do have to admit, though, that was, I'm not, usually, I can pick up on that, and I can deal with it, but it's whatever. It's whatever. And she giggles a little bit. You realize that this is the first, like, actual moment of, uh, any kind of, any degree of, uh, joy that she's had. It's, like, she found it funny, not, like, she found it, like, actually insulting or whatever. And you guys arrive to her house. It is a beautiful home. It's basically a McMansion, uh, in, like, an above-average neighborhood. That's kind of, like, the class that I kind of, I kind of assume that she would be. So she can afford things. Uh, obviously Spectrum uh, pays pretty well. Uh, as you go inside, uh, Tony and Jesus are escorted to their, uh, to their room. They are just tired and they just need to go to sleep. Uh, but Mary and Nightingale, they're still pretty alright. They don't seem, uh, Mary doesn't seem as beaten up as Nightingale has been. And, um, uh, Garcia, uh, Nightingale, she, uh, she, she, uh, takes off her boots and she just sits down. She goes to her room and she just uh, kind of calms down a little bit. She has her door open so she can hear everything you guys are doing. She um, She's kind of listening to y'all, but she's not really being an active uh, member of this little thing. And uh, Mary brings you to the wardrobe that they all... It's a, like a communi- communal wardrobe that they all kind of like 
take bits and pieces for their costume, costumes. And she uh, points at everything and she goes, Well, um, do you have anything in mind? I do want to mention that on the rest of the way there, I am texting the uh, family cell phone uh, <laughs> that there are other people there and it's not just like me and one guy. <laughs> Because it's better to get that damage control in early. Uh, she's not texting you back with words. She's just texting you back with emojis. Because <laughs> she is a, uh, a Midwestern mom, apparently. And uh, you get a bunch of different... Uh, <laughs> you get a bunch of random ones. Like the um, just the general angry ones. The little devil ones. The purple devil ones. I don't know. She just doesn't know how to use any of them. Um... Accidentally drops maybe like a jack-o'-lantern, uh, a robot, and uh, there you go. Uh, maybe you're confused as to what any of those mean. I think I'm more confused. Well, like at first I'm like, oh geez, this is going to be a lot of trouble when I get home. And then just robot pumpkin, I'm just like... <laughs> that I don't... Just like furiously Googling in the back seat. Uh, you find out it's the name of a weird indie band. So no, uh, uh, Mary, uh, shows you everything that they've got. They have some really cool stuff, like, you weren't really expecting, uh, when she said scraps, they, they, they had some really good stuff. And she's, uh, pointed at everything, she goes, yeah, so, um, uh, Nightingale basically got a bunch of random parts from, um, old heroes and stuff. Uh, not, no god, I said that weird. Not from old heroes, from old hero costumes. <laughs> old heroes. Just like... <laughs> Whenever a major calamity happens, one or two heroes die, and, well... Parts of old heroes would be more useful for a gremlin. <laughs> so, oh, no, 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 no. Nightingale claims the right of salvage. I like, I like that. He, she sees like a hero's about to die, and I don't know why you just, ha- you just hear, Dibs! <laughs> <laughs> but she uses her power for it, so they have to obey. <laughs> <laughs> that one's mine. Okay. <laughs> we need to give Nightingale a dark backstory. That's a really dark backstory. I'm not a big fan of this. What's going on? I'm absolutely sure none of this is canon. <laughs> it's all canon. You say that. Yeah, Mary's like. So, um, what's the name that you said you were going by? Uh, Ankeli. That is Roman. Um, hmm. It's a. It's a. It's a shield. And, uh, uh, oh, I got rid of the page. I had the image saved. It's... It looks really cool. Yeah, so, so you've you've seen the, the image here? Yeah, so it's like, uh, I, I don't have it popped up, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like, it's like a long cylindrical, almost kind of looking thing. Like, it's round on the edges, it's long, and in the middle, it has like a, a like a semicircle cut out on both ends. Yes. That's for sticking a spear through. Very useful for phalanxes. And apparently 12 of them specifically exist and 11 of them are fake. It's so that no one can tell which one's the real actual artifact. I'm not like info dumping this right now, I'm info dumping to the audience. Oh no, like, I, do you think this is a thing that James would say in character? No. Wait, is that, that you said that's Roman, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it is the Shield of Mars. Uh, so... I'm going to crib Captain America here, and I'm definitely going to have to see if they have a shield. Because you can't be named after a shield and not have a shield. You look around, no, sorry, there are no shields around here. Uh, it's, it's a little bit of a bummer, but 
she's picking up random stuff and she's like, Roman, 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 Roman. Hmm. Are there any strengths you have? Any other things you're good at? Uh, like, I, from what we've seen, you, like, you're really good at, like, jumping and hitting things. Um, she looks kind of, kind of nervous about this. Like, she doesn't really want to tell you something, but also kind of, like, being nice about it. I, I mean... Yeah, any anyone can be good at jumping and hitting things with enough practice, and that that's what I did. Although <laughs> current performance in the campaign, notwithstanding. Um, if I mean, if if I may ask, how 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 did you learn how to fight? Uh, I I watched other heroes and I copied them. Did James have a YouTube channel? <laughs> There's a YouTube channel dedicated. To him, uh, by ran- uh, by a random stranger who is uh, just taking random footage from him. That sounds creepy, but okay. <laughs> it's actually very common uh, in this setting, I assume. It's very common. There's always people recording shit. No, but just like this one guy that has like a hundred videos of nothing but James. That I don't think creepy. James has been that active. I'll say it's a bunch of videos of random other heroes also. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's he's like uh what do they call this? Those like those YouTubers who just like put random uh random footage from like uh uh crimes and stuff that have happened. Uh because in this universe, you know, like heroes pop up. Uh but uh the vine yeah, no, compilations like, of heroes. Yeah, it's like vine compilations but uh with uh superhero stuff. Uh, Mary is actually at this moment remembering a, uh, uh, a moment that you probably had. And she's just like, uh, yeah, um, okay, let's see. James is in a number of cake fail <laughs> videos. Yeah, that's what she's saying. Not like right fails. Now. I'm using cape in the worm term for a person with powers, not actually wearing a cape, because he does not wear a cape with what we have said so far. Have we said any of that on the podcast? I don't think we actually described what you... Uh, we described what you wore, and you never said cape, so we just assume you don't have a cape. And she's looking at you, and she's just like... You You seem to get in trouble a little bit sometimes. Maybe if we got you, like, uh... And then she takes out... It kind of looks like... A bit like Nightingale's outfit, a little bit. Where it's like a uh, combat suit, is just what it is. It's like, maybe something simple. Or do you want to be a little bit more flashy? Simple is fine. I, did, I didn't go out and... Be, I didn't go out to be a hero to to draw attention. I did it for for other people. We're just gonna say that uh, we're gonna star wipe and say that you guys work on your costume. It's gonna be a rudimentary, simple one, nothing too fancy, just because you you don't really know exactly what to do with it yet. Um, it is also made of old parts from other heroes, so you don't want to uh, other parts from other heroes' costumes. Hello, so yes, I am like... Combo Man. <laughs> Combo Man had laser vision from Cyclops, and that's the only useful thing from any of the heroes that he had that I can think of. One sixteenth of his body is made of adamantium. It's like a random part of his arm. I don't know.
Uh, Alan and Allison, you two arrive uh, to your lab, Dr. Thorne. And you notice uh, that when you guys were walking here, or did you guys walk here or drive or what's up? I don't know if... Uh, I don't know if Grim has a car or not. So I'm pretty sure you probably would have walked there. It's walking. Do you walk? I have never asked you this before. (laughs) (laughs) Fair question. Um, Considering how much he ate, he can definitely make himself extremely solid at the moment. So yes, he is walking. Uh, As you guys walk there, you notice that um, uh, every so often, uh, Nelly keeps on stopping uh, to look at something and constantly tries to touch everything around them. Um, They keep straying the path and interact with Basically anything and everything. Basically the same way I would with a small child that's doing the same thing. Nelly, Nelly, come on, come on. We're going to my lab. Remember? Nelly's body moves towards with y'all, but her head, but their head keeps on like uh, is really focused on a random tree branch right now. Oh, okay. At first I thought you were gonna say like her body keeps moving, but her head stays there. So it just becomes like a weird stretchy kind of a thing. No, that's what's going on. Nelly, your head needs to come too. Nelly's head moves uh, moves along, and, but begrudgingly so. Um, you guys pass by the, a lady who's walking some pugs, and they start barking at Nelly. Nelly looks at the dogs and screams in its horrid native tongue, an unnerving squeal of un- of unearthly guttural noises. And you can see Nelly. Nelly's body spiking about. The pugs Nelly, Nelly. freak out. As a reaction, those are restrained. As a reaction, Allison quickly just puts up like a force field, one between the lady and her dog, and another one between Nelly. And I tell, uh, tell Grim, we, you just can't be walking around with her or it, just like this. It can attack someone. We, we need to find a way to either get there quicker or keep her from seeing things. And what do you suggest? We should have kind of brought a tube, maybe, put her in there. Or put it in there. Could have made it a lot more quicker for us to get to our place without these incidents happening like this. Alright, I'm going to do and assess the situation to look and see if there's a store that has good backpacks. At this time, Or, like, duffel bags. (laughs) A pawn shop works. Okay, you go to... I do not find a pawn shop. The pawn shop is closed. (laughs) Not even the sketchy ones are open. (laughs) Ugh, come on, I think I know a way through back alleys. However, I marked potential, because I failed. Hey, Thorne, how do you... Uh, I'm not, I'm, this isn't a character, this is me. Hey, how does... How, exactly how did Thorne want to teach Nelly ASL? Uh, partly by way of using a computer and a website that has that. Okay, so you have... And a, a few things that have... That he has around mm-hmm. to use as examples. You know, oh, like the prosthetic. food. Oh yes, the prosthetic arm, leg. <laughs> okay, so I'm man, saying... woman. <laughs> okay, um, you're as you were doing those things, Nelly does the same signs and looks around, kind of bored as you do as you do them. Well, or as 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 Nelly learns them, almost like Nelly's just learning it rather quickly. I wonder if it would be possible to teach you the language we speak. And they sign back to. Uh, can you understand sign at all, or are you gonna about do... as much as about as much as she can at this point? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you've just been playing along. 
Okay, I was sure. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, Nelly signs back to you, and this is. I just really uh, the implications of talking in sign on a podcast like didn't baffle me until earlier today, and I'm like, how am I going to handle this? <laughs> so Nelly signs back to you. No, can't. Well, I mean, she didn't really need sign language for that. She could have just shook her head now. Realize I could have done that. <laughs> Nelly does that instead. <laughs> but then signs can't because you, there's no nodding of your head to to indicate can't. <sighs> Oh, it was worth a thought. Then Nelly points at their throat and then goes, "I can't think of a, I can't think of simple words to use for this. So don't have." So basically, she's saying she doesn't have. Wait, she can screech, but she doesn't have like a voice box. You know how animals can make noises, but they can't speak. That's what it is. I do have to. I do have to bear, clarify when Nelly screams. The scream doesn't come from their head. It comes from their whole body. Well, what if I could teach you about what makes up a voice box? Uh, Nelly looks again at you, and then, uh, signs, uh, too hard. Too complex of a thing to make? Shakes, yes. If we could teach you our alphabet and how we write our different words, there's always text. <laughs> now she's gonna be, like, a teenager with a phone. Great. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Just hand Nelly a, a marker and a whiteboard. Just hand them a marker. They are a whiteboard, essentially. <laughs> Three um, months later, Nelly is entirely black from their expo marker. Oh my god, it's like those uh, like those uh, clay erasers that they sell like at art stores. I guess while um, the doctor is doing this, I'm scummaging around his lab, like, looking for stuff. Hope what's, he doesn't mind. What specifically are you looking for? Just stuff to make up a new costume. In Gremlin's lab? Yeah. Alright, you want to try and roll for assess this situation and see if you find the thing you're looking for? Me? I mean, you said you wanted to, so... No, I was just looking for... Um, I wasn't looking for anything in particular, just something to see if I can make a costume out of. Because I'm pretty sure... I'm going with the premise that... uh pretty sure he's seen other heroes and maybe even treated them. Uh, I can be correct on that, right? Yeah, you're in there. So I'm pretty sure that maybe throughout these like visits and stuff, maybe a hero or two will leave some stuff laying around. Because maybe they forget her stuff. So I'm like just scrummaging through some stuff to see if I can make any. Uh, like... It'll probably mostly be small gadgets and stuff. Uh, I have a thing you can because you guys don't roll all the things you guys have been able to do, and I don't want to like tell y'all to roll things. But here's a suggestion. Hey, Allison, do you have any influence over uh, Doctor Thorne? Yes, she does. You can you can take advantage of your influence over someone, so you can like do this and like not even tell Gremlin, and he won't even notice. And you can give them uh, and and then after you surrender your influence, you have to do one of uh, three options. That is, give them minus two on a move they just made, or after a roll, uh, inflict a condition on them, or take an additional plus one on a move targeting i think those two of those are um combat based and those are npc based but you can still do influence on somebody that is on your team i think i'll just assess the situation i'm not trying to keep it from him it's just i'm while he's doing that i'm just you know digging around quietly because I, I don't know if he'll be okay with it but if he does see me i don't care I'll just explain what I'm doing, and I'm pretty sure he'll be okay with it. If he it. does notice, he's actually going to give Nelly a little break from the learning and have her watch, like, Reading Rainbow or some shit like that. <laughs> I mean, Nelly's... In a, well, Nelly doesn't realize that there's better stuff, but, uh... <laughs> I mean, but I'll, I'll go ahead and just assess the situation here, which is superior. Um, superior is at a plus one. I get an eight. So I guess my question would be, what here I can I use? Is there anything here that I can? Well, are you just staying on the top level? Um, I guess like wherever we're at, like wherever you have Nelly or wherever you have the items, you you will leave items for like patients that leave stuff around. 
I'm there. Probably in your lab or something. The lab will mostly have prosthetics and such. She might find a note about a prototype for her. Uh, you see what appears to be a scarf. There's stuff around it that kind of like points to that it's for you. I'll go up to uh to Graham and goes, Hey, um, didn't mean to be souping around, but trying to see if I can find anything useful. And um uh, found this weird scarf and it has this note saying that uh, pretty much implying that this is for me. Ah, yes. I've been working on a very quick and easy to switch in and out of outfit for you. How does it work? Well, that particular one is a rough prototype. However, due to some recent research I've come across, I can make it actually something that you can use a mental command to activate or deactivate. Currently, it is a voice-activated system. When you said rough prototype, she kinds of, like, takes a scarf and, like, extends it out, like... She's scared, because she's seen what some of your experience can do, a.k.a. what happened to you. And she goes, uh, rough prototype. Don't want to come off rude. What is the chances it can explode on me? If there is any chance of this thing exploding on me. Hang on, I'm doing the calculation. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh 12%? If, and that's if you're moving when you act. So basically what you're telling me is stand still before I activate this. Yeah, I'm going to be working on a better one. One that's actually thought command and far smoother. So I just like wrap this around myself and tell it what to do? Well, we'll need to actually key it to your voice first. And I guess she hands it to you and sees what you can do with it. He actually wraps it around your neck and pins a brooch right where your um, voice box is. And you hear a small click and then he's like, alright. I heard a click. Say what? I heard a click. Is it gonna blow up? <laughs> as soon as you say that, it basically starts kind of unfolding into a rough estimate of your costume, but it's just straight out like charcoal black. Oh, well, I can already. And now the key phrase for it is, I heard it click, is it going to blow up? <laughs> Give me a second and we can reset the key phrase. Oh, okay. Well, when you hear something click, the first instinct is, is it a bomb and is it going to blow up? I apologize. Any countdown for any bombs I make is completely silent. I guess she tries to hand it back to you and if you do let her get a, put the key phrase, I don't know what I want the key phrase to be now. You're giving me a hard choice. Um, can it be Excelsior? John didn't say anything, so I'm pretty sure that's okay. No, you can't use Excelsior. That is Stan Lee's trademarked catchphrase. I could add a physical activation for it, but most people seem to like voice activated effects these days. If I can choose, I'd rather just have like a tap activation kind of a thing, if that's not too big of an issue. Alright, small hidden lever. What, uh, what exactly, is it just, is it just a way to disguise myself in a sense? Yes, I based it on your current costume for the most part, adding in a couple of interesting things that I've found from other heroes gadgets that I've been paid. For example, inside of the cloak there will be a slight blur of your outline makes it a bit harder to hit you when you're inside of the club. Awesome. I recently came across some technology information that will allow me to actually combine it with the those constructs here. So they say on it. Okay, so this seems like a question that uh, does Allison know or does know what? He's asking you if the constructs are psionic. Oh, mm, I don't know. I don't think they are. Well, it's all psychic based, so I mean, you can have psychic magic. I, I more thought about like weird light constructs bending light to form to a way I 
want to in solidifying. So it's more of like a, it's more like Zenith, if you remember that, where we said it was manipulation of the light itself and not a psychic power. I guess you could say that. Like Green Lantern, he's a Green Lantern ring. So it's more of direct photon manipulation. Somewhat, yeah. The finished product I'm hoping to make for you is going to have a thought-based look. You just, you'll just think at the brooch I'll give you. And like this one, I just, I'm working on it at the moment. I'm just making it to where you click a button and it activates. Stay still while it activates because it is a metal and cloth mesh. So I guess as soon as she, you hand it back to her, she goes ahead and acts as a little tap and see what happens. I guess she sees all these cool new, new little features she has. She goes like, whoa, it looks like there's multiple me in the cape. That's the blurring effect. Hero named Prism had a gadget that he gave me. Are we slowly going to just turn Allison into Ariolana? <laughs> <laughs> that is my plan. Well, I mean, I'm hoping this gadget basically functions as the spell blur. I guess she says, hey, um, since I'm kind of, I, I have to, uh, I'm gonna go meet Jay at, uh, Spectrum Tower. Uh, this scarf really helps a lot. Uh, do you happen to have any way I can quickly dye my hair a different color? I know you can do weird stuff with your power. Yes, but I have to touch your hair. <sighs> Why don't you just dye your hair? Because <laughs> it takes long. Now, one of the biggest differences between my dyeing someone's hair and someone else dyeing their hair, mine is technically all natural and will actually be permanent, unless it ch unless you dye it yourself again. There's like a percentage chance you'll get cancer though with your method. A higher percentage than using dye. Obviously everything has a percentage of giving you cancer, but... Especially in the state of California. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but at this point, she knows she's due. Okay, uh, I guess she she uh, she walks up to him. He goes, "Okay, can you not have it be permanent? Just be something temporary?" Uh, yeah, actually, that's fairly easy as well. You'll have to wash it after I'm done. That sounds great. It's an organic pigment. She lets you do it, and you turn her hair blonde. So basically, I bleach her hair. Somewhat, yeah. She just wants it something to be. Done. She wants a quicker method than just sitting there for like hours waiting for the, you know, dye and bleaching to take to take in place. Basically, I just turned the exposed hair blonde instead of messing with the roots, too. It feels tingly. Oh, God. Remind me not to do this again. I, I'll just take the long way next time. She really has nothing else to do in Thorn and in, in Grim stuff. Allison will just wait until the next day to go meet James at the uh, Spectrum Tower. I'm just gonna teach Nelly a bit more, work on some projects for you and Jason, was it? <laughs> okay, hold on. Does Gremlin not know James's name, or do you not remember James's name? Gremlin really. Gremlin recently had a massive data dump directly into his brain, so names are not exactly the most important thing, right? Jason James. James? Yes. Yes, James. Okay. The guy we've been working with for days now. Yes. That, I'm sorry. Name. I have you ever put a whole bunch of files into a hard drive and then tried to find something that you had on there beforehand. Okay, I want you to repeat that again and see who you're talking to. I, I don't understand what you mean by that. Say you download a bunch of photos on your phone and you're looking for a selfie that you put on there like a year and a half ago. You know how hard it is to find that? Yeah, it's like that right now in my head. I'll, t uh, I'll take your word on that. I, I, in out of character, I don't think Allison has ever taken a selfie. But uh, she, she nods her head like, yep. I got you. <laughs> she at least gets what he's saying. Yeah, and as she walks out, she just says, Look, just if Natalie goes into a weird rampage, just call me. Yep, will do. She walks out. By the way, you guys gonna need any help tomorrow? Because I'm probably gonna be here. Oh, I guess she pops her head back open. I don't know how things are gonna go. I'm pretty sure they're not gonna go like it went when you were there and uh, have a whole alarm system go off because we're not gonna be trying to uh, insert ourselves into their computer system. 
but um, you did say you have a friend, correct? Yeah, Moo, he's about your age. Good kid. Don't want to disturb you from what you're doing here, so... Maybe if you give him a call, we in case anything does go wrong, he can probably lend a hand. Jesse, your phone right quick. Uh, she tosses it to you. And then just, like, a couple of seconds later, tosses it back. It now has a new number in the contacts. That's him. Uh, tell him that, uh, Gr- Gremlin's calling in one of his favors and to meet you wherever. She waves things and... Thanks for the scarf. Um, hopefully we can get this all of this sorted out soon. And then she waves him by and walks out the door. And then this is when the new day comes. This is when the baby sun rises up from the west. Sun rises from the west, right? In this universe it does. I don't care. Yeah, sure, it probably does. <laughs> the sun rises in the north and sets in the south. <laughs> Paul, no! He's actually going to put on... Puppet shows? No, I, he's going to pull up a... Um, YouTube channel dedicated to teaching people uh, reading, writing, and sign language. And just okay. put on a playlist. Yeah, Nelly gobbles that. that up. Yeah, Nelly gobbles it up. Actually, you notice that Nelly is very childlike when it comes to all of this. Quick thing, do you leave autoplay on? It's on a playlist. On a, uh, I would say if you leave autoplay on, then it's going to get to the point where it's no longer about the same subject, and now you end up at a weird video, and now she's watching, like, dramatic scenes from, like, war. And like a holocaust and all that stuff. And she's, and now she's, or Ed's gaining all this weird knowledge. And now we see like a glimmer in her eyes of what is truly going to become of the future. But, um, there will also be a couple of, um, videos in there <laughs> of like signed songs. Uh, Gremlin, at some point during this, um, it was a little bit accidentally, but you noticed something strange. How far away are you from Nelly when you're doing all of this? Mostly just keeping her in sight. At some point during this, uh, Nelly wanted to ask you something, uh, and actually made physical contact with you, and you notice that nothing's happened to you. I'm somewhat confused by this. Yeah, as one would be. What's she asking me? So here's the thing, uh, for one thing, uh, I don't think Nelly understand. Uh, I don't think Nelly has, if Nelly understands gender, I don't think Nelly has, uh, figured out a, uh, has, uh, associated itself, uh, themselves with a gender. Uh, I know you say she, but if you do say she, they'll still respond. If you say he, they'll still respond. I don't think they understand the concept quite yet. Uh, I'm just putting that out there. You guys haven't directly called Nelly she, but Nelly hasn't associated it, uh, themselves with. They were going to just tap you on the shoulder. Shoulder. Your girl has a shoulder, right? Yeah. <laughs> Five of them, in fact. <laughs> Sometimes. Nelly uh, just wanted to tap on you and, and just, like, sign to you thank you. I sign your welcome and then just kind of go looking between her hand and my shoulder. Uh, Nelly doesn't actually notice and just goes, uh, turns back around and starts uh, playing video again. They have fi- kind of figured out uh, how to use the computer at this point a little bit. Just, like, basic keys and stuff. I'm looking for something that would be figure out what the fuck just happened. Well, good news is I rolled a total of a six for uh, Pierce the Mask. You rolled the right number, but Gremlin, uh, but Gremlin's mundane killed it. Nah, I'm sorry, dude. I can't help you out there. You're gonna have to figure that out on your own, smart boy. I'm going to get her attention and just kind of, did you figure out how to control whether you turn people's powers off? Nelly turns around and uh, goes, what? Yeah, okay, when I say Nelly does, says something, I just you just assume it's signing. Normally when someone would come in contact with you, their abilities, their special abilities, I make myself have two hands, stop. They can't use their abilities anymore. When you touched me just now, I should have just fallen into a puddle of goo. Man, you guys are really good at signing now. Um... <laughs> 
Well, no, this is actually him talking. Oh, okay, okay. You said you grew hands. I thought you were signing no, no. that. I'm like, damn, Gremlin. He grew hands to demonstrate his ability. Uh, Nelly signs back to you with, um, don't know? Can I try? I actually detach one of my goopy hands and set it down. Try on this. Okay, I don't know how that's not painful for you. Is it painful for you? I'm effectively fleshy sludge, so it, it stings a little. Uh, Nelly touches that part, uh, that you just, like, threw off. It fizzles away and, like, turns into a, it turns into, like, a puddle. And then Nelly looks up at you and then goes, I tried. Feel free to go back to what you were doing. And then Nelly just turns around like a child and just keeps on doing what they were doing. Yeah, in Gremlin's head, theories are going just all over the place on this. As he goes back to working on the sand. Isaac, if she was a real kid, then she'll be like chasing you around saying, no, I'm gonna touch you. I'm gonna touch you. I don't think she's figured out that part of the whole thing. Another star wipe. You really wipe. like your star wipes. I do love my star wipes. Uh, next, the next, next arc though, it's gonna be moon wipes. That's what it's gonna be. Crescent moon wipes. Uh, it's the next day. Full disclaimer: I'm just gonna put this off the top of my head because we lost track of time a long time ago. Uh, because I'm not going to keep track of it uh, anymore for the rest of the duration of this arc. I, I think we can agree it's just gonna be the weekend, just to avoid this. Uh, it's just the weekend. <laughs> it's a really long weekend. So, uh, Allison is there as Ashley. She has a blonde, uh, like, ble uh, bleached blonde hair. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Oh my god, is that what you're making yourself sound like? <laughs> I think, uh, I think Allison will kill herself before she made herself sound like that. Oh, wait, can I retcon one thing? Uh, before we do leave, uh, I ask, uh, Grim if there's any kind of connections he has, um, wirelessly connection like probably like a weird usb drive or anything that we can attach to a computer at spectrum and he can have access to that computer okay on that i have to ask the dm a question so does gremlin still have that uh full influence over the uh spectrum defense protocol percival yes he still has all influence over percival and full knowledge of how to contact percival uh, if you can get into contact with him, then you'd be able to talk to him. Yeah, he's going to hand, um, Allison a, a little, basically, internet relay note. That's basically what she wanted. Uh, so that happened the night before, too. Just leave this somewhere that no one's gonna find it, and I'll be able to access. Good. I'll leave it in the back of the fridge. No one checks there, ever. Leave it under the fridge, actually. So are we still having the disaster of one of us showing up in costume happening? Uh, yes. Mostly because, again, Allison planned to go in, uh, city, uh, suits and attire. She did not plan on you, uh, changing your mind. Or, uh, she, she either thinks you changed your mind, or that you did not understand what she was trying to say, and decided just to change your costume. But she's gonna be there with a cool little scarf, sitting out, she's gonna be sitting up in the front with blonde hair. So, whether you even recognize her or not, that's going to be something else. You say sitting up at the front. Okay, I want to be very clear on something that's happening right now. You showed up 
to where Spectrum is, the tower. I'm assuming you're there first because this was your plan. Am I correct? I would think so. James would probably show up later? Leaving from the Redemption Cruise place, wouldn't I? You guys actually are outside of Spectrum Tower right now. And um, I don't know if Ashley wanted to walk up to the tower at some point. There's police tape outside. If there are like, any benches outside... Or, like, near the doorway, she'll sit there. If I have to go, like, inside... Oh, well, she's... I guess she's just gonna sit as close as, she's, as she can to the, uh, to the tower. If there's police tapes all around, I guess she'll take a look, see what's happening, unless there's, like, there isn't a crowd. If it's just, like, if there's police there and there's no crowd, then she'll stand her distance. If there isn't police there, then I guess she'll walk up closer. There's a crowd. There's, there's a crowd and there's some officers. And then I'll just like mention to the to the crowd. I'll try to st- stick to the end uh, of the the whole thing, so in case James does come in, he can see me. I didn't even tell him I was gonna be in a different color hair. And I don't think I've seen you out of costume either. Uh, no. But you can kind of infer her her height. She she's pretty average, thin woman. There is one. I there there is one aspect. Of her that I changed because someone else guessed that I was gonna make a, a woman character, a typical male version of a woman, with uh, giant breasts. So I was like, you know what? She's she has no breasts. She is flat chested. So I guess from that, you know, she has like black hair and all of that. But now she's different because now she does have blonde hair. But she mostly is there to keep an eye on the background to see if she sees you and. Uh, at the same time, she's trying to see what the cops are doing. Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting, like, this much of a crowd as I walked walk up. James, what do you look like? Yes, look would be, and... Oh, none of these have, like, hair color or anything either. Oh, I've never actually asked you what uh, James's hair color was. Jeez. Uh... Blonde. Okay. <laughs> I really <laughs> hope that die roll got <laughs> audio. <laughs> it did, and also... Okay, so in today's episode, uh, both James, uh, both uh, David and Paul made their characters blonde. Um... <laughs> Mine's a temporary thing. James's hair has always back. been blonde. It was never mentioned because it wasn't important to the narrative. I was trying to make a... I was actually trying to ask you if James is there as James, Jane, or Ankily. The mask is on. She looks around to see if she sees James, but at the same time, she's trying to see what the cops are doing. Well, I'm gonna... I'm gonna roll for assess the situation. This is the Our time! Favorite this roll. is the appropriate time to use this! And, is like, it? everyone's like, what do I do? Yes! And there's a situation, and you have to assess it! I want to... I, I want to defend right now. <laughs> I'm gonna roll for defend. I'm gonna pierce the mask to ask John, what do you want me to do? You can't pierce the mask on the GM! Can I pierce the mask to ask the DM what he wants me to roll? I can't pierce the mask, but I, I, I rolled a 13 for pierce the mask. I wasted a 12. I got an 8, so that's just one question. Well, what here can I use to determine what happened? Is there any, like, deb- any kind of uh, evidence? Huge sign of, like... What happened here? Uh, you remembered yesterday when uh, Nightingale was talking about um, what happened at Spectrum and Spite died. Uh, spoilers. I don't know how you could be listening to this episode and not have listened to the last one, but spoilers. And you can kind of hear murmurs from around and you hear civilians just going, Yeah, I heard that uh, that uh, the uh, somebody uh, basically like infiltrated their place and like... You know, freaking like dis- destroyed their security system. It's like, 
Spectrum has one of the best security systems ever. I'm pretty sure that's not what it was. And you hear somebody else like, I heard some dude died in there. It's like, dude, no, you, you, for real? So basically, civilians have kind of figured it out by now. But you also hear one other thing. Man, it like, uh, it's a real shame that they had to lock the place down. You know, hey, you know that they said that uh, when they lock the place down, there's no way you can go in or out. It's like, really? So yeah, that sounds pretty stupid. Well, they gotta, they want to double check, I guess, to see, you know, interrogate everybody that was there yesterday. Most everybody that they could find that was there. You can actually hear the uh, two cops kind of like uh, that are outside. And you actually recognize them. They're Moreno and Ness from the, uh, uh, I believe it was the first episode. They're they're actually just kind of like frustrated. They're, they're, they're just like, I can't believe we got to do this shit. And uh, in the crowd, you can actually see uh, Aaron. He is trying to get to the front of the crowd. <laughs> is he, I guess, dressed for the work or is he just also snooping around? He's snooping around. Uh, so, his, um, so he's not a superhero. So his civilian attire and his... His work attire is the exact same attire. I thought he would. I, I I would think since he's somewhat of a detective, he would dress like in a suit maybe when he's at work. He dresses. He just like unbuttons his uh, his uh, shirt and like makes himself look messy when he's normal, and then he does he buttons up and looks clean when he's uh, a detective. It's his disguise. He's very good at it. He brings a lot of newspapers. Uh, that's actually not a distract. That's not distracting at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he, it doesn't look like he's on the duty right now. It doesn't look like that, but he's just really good at blending with the crowd. Okay, at this time, I look around to see if I see anyone that looks like Jake. Well, you two did a fantastic job of making your characters look drastically different for this. So good luck finding each other. <laughs> I'm gonna be looking for Shadow. Don't you have each other's cell phone numbers? I don't think they do. Nope, no one in the group passed my number. Oh god, okay. Because I want to say I want to roll for something, but... Every, now that I want to roll, I'm scared that John's gonna yell at me because <laughs> you, know, you can roll for whatever you, you want. You know what? Um, Shadow could be looking for Nightingale and the rest of the, that crew. That is what I was gonna do. Um, but would they be with you, or did you come alone? I mean, you have no reason to tr- uh, to mistrust them, uh, or, or do you? I mean, it's up to you. It's all entirely up to you. These NPCs, they're 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 at your disposal right now. If you want to make this decision. But I'm not supposed to have the NPCs at my disposal. If he comes with the rest of the kids, then I'll just be like, Hey, that kid is about the size of James. Please tell me that's not James. I wanted him to come in his civilian suit. But if not, I mean, I can, I look, I mean I'll look around. Is there any like visible heroes around outside? Oh, you want to see if there's other heroes outside? Yeah. Uh, in costume. Not many. Uh, there You see a few scattered here and there in costume, but they're not James's build. Uh, so, uh, Paul, uh, I was asking you, and this is when we kind of cut off, um, do you have any influence over any of the NPCs? I I have influence on those bottom-tier heroes. Are we talking about the Hawaiian and Shoehorn? Yes. I also have influence over Mastodon. (laughs) Okay. Okay, yeah, you have influence over them, but they're not here, so... (laughs) So, we we can assume one thing, that if, if James does walk up there, he doesn't see Allison, or Shadow... But the pr- one person he does recognize will be Aaron, so I'm up, I'm a hundred percent sure that if it, I, I don't want to play your character, Paul, but if you, James saw Aaron, he will probably walk up to him. All right, so you scoot yourself up to the front, I guess. Yeah, just like say, "Hey, Aaron," and Aaron turns around and he's just like, "Oh, hey, do I recognize you?" I have a new costume and new hero name, but yes, you must be. He actually doesn't know who you are. <laughs> 
Uh, that That's fair, because I don't look the same, as mentioned before. I, I'm Ackley. I was with you on... Jeez, that was like two days ago, wasn't it? It was the part. Was that... <gasps> you! You're... You're not that shadow person, are you? I'm pretty sure that that was like... No, I'm the other was... one. You were taller. The other one. <laughs> oh, you're the guy who jumped up and did a kick. It was... Yes. Yes. Oh, wait, I, wait, I I want that to be our hero descriptions, as in there's Shadow, there's a gooey guy, and the other one. <laughs> the guy who jumped up and did a kick. It was supposed to be a backflip. That was what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, it was, yes, yes, that one. Oh, cool. Well, uh, it's like, I mean, it's really hard to top combat, uh, combat, Ankle now. Oh, jeez. Uh, what was it like? Ankle? Achilles. No. Okay. Uh, okay, say it again. Ankily. Ankily. Yes. Ankily. Okay, I, I got that cemented in my brain. He's like, he's like got his fingers on his temples. Got it. All right. I don't um, believe you, but okay. What are you doing here? Well, we heard that the, the situation from a few days ago took a turn, and I wanted to follow up. From what I've gathered, it looks like... Wait... What do you mean it's changed? Well, I didn't actually save anyone, apparently. Don't you work here? Wouldn't you know that? Uh, yes, I work here. Um... Um... I, I check his credentials. Uh, hey, you yeah. might be lying about that. No, uh, Aaron is just like, uh... Yeah, so, um... I'm a private detective? And I was kind of hired specifically by the kids. So when I said I worked for Spectrum, I meant to say I worked for somebody who works at Spectrum. Just because, like... They uh, didn't really trust anyone else. They wanted to trust a third party, and I was as close as they'd get. I mean, they probably weren't wrong to do so. Well, I'm not under an NDA, so I didn't actually say anything I wasn't supposed to, so we're fine here. Uh, and he like grabs his phone really quick and does a really quick Google search, and he goes, Okay, got it. Got it. Um, he, he's looking up what an NDA was. Um... <laughs> Which, for anybody here who doesn't know what it is, is a non-disclosure agreement. Um, <laughs> uh, at this time, can I say that um, uh, Allison has seen this uh, other person walk up and talk to Aaron? Do I have to roll to figure out to figure out that hey, that that kid looks like James? No, just infer. I mean, there's probably some blonde hair popping out of there. Uh, I saw one person recommend to only roll when failure would be interesting or it'd be actually something difficult. Yeah, uh, it's, I'm super disappointed we figured that out six episodes in, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll start rolling whenever you guys can fuck up and fuck up royally, because that'll be delicious. So, I guess she slowly approaches and, like, taps, uh, James with quotation mark. Are you... Because he doesn't want to say James, because Aaron's there. And he doesn't know if James wants his name to be out there. He goes like, are, are you what I'm supposed to be waiting for? I thought you were coming in costume? It is, it is you that, no, we weren't supposed to come in costumes. And then I look at uh, Aaron and be like, oh shit, um, no, we, uh, damn it. Uh, no, the plan was not to come in costumes, uh, bro. <laughs> I've never seen you in this costume. How? Why would he think I'll be able to find you when I've never seen you in this new costume? Well, of I'd yours? be able to find you if you were in costume, and then you could see my sweet but... new costume. <laughs> <laughs> I was not planning on coming in my costume. 
but um, I'll, I guess that's what we're gonna do now. Oh, wait, that doesn't work. Um, I can't say bro, because Aaron knows him. Aaron is just like, I don't know how if you got your face covered at all because of the whole... Well, she's hoping that the blonde hair helps. So you guys know, I have the smuggest fucking look on my face right now. <laughs> Aaron is looking at you guys. He hears this, and he, like, turns around a little bit. The moment he's about to look at you, you just hear people, uh, kind of, like, getting louder. And you hear them going, what's that? You actually see people moving around. They, they just start running to the other side of the tower, where you can actually see, uh, an up in the sky. Is it a bird, It's all fire. It's not a bird or a plane. Is it joke. a plane? It's a fucking fireball, <laughs> and it's it is that's called the sun, sky, John. And it's coming hurtling towards y'all. Oh, what's up? It's, that's a bird and a plane, and it's an air. It's a bird and it's an airplane. It's what it is. Oh, it's a bird-shaped plane in a form of a fireball. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So it's a crashing bird-shaped plane on fire. It's not a bird. And it's not a plane. It's not a shit. It's the oh, fucking god. It's a fireball. We're having this conversation. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. Where is the fireball flying towards? Is it flying towards us? I think us? he said it's is coming it towards, towards us. Uh, it said it looked like it was coming towards you. But you notice that its trajectory is more specific. It's going towards the tower. I don't know. I don't think there's anything you guys can do about this. But, uh, might be a good time to call someone. That's what I was going to say. I was waiting for John to finish saying what he was saying. I'm, I've stopped my sentence. Okay. Uh, I look at James, and he goes, he doesn't know what to call you, because you changed your costume, so he doesn't know if you go by the same name or not. And he goes, he, he just, she just sees, Jay, I think we're, we're going to be in a, a bit of a trouble here. And so she taps the little scarf she has, and she gets her new costume that comes out and it goes and i'm gonna have to call a call someone a uh if i guess he's gonna be a friend now and he quickly texts um i forgot the name of uh, the person the name in your phone is just moo m-u text moo uh hey grim said you have favor uh go to spectrum tower and i take a quick picture of me a quick picture of james and i send him that pick and, and uh, with more text aid, this is who you need to look for. Send. So, so she does take selfies. <laughs> Guys, I could do something about this due to the rules of this game, but I can't figure out how to make it work. If you want to try it, what do you want to try? I'm not going to do it because I don't think that it's it's something he should be able to do. But my advancement that I just took was my moment of truth. Which lets me do any one thing, no matter how insane, how ridiculous. But I'm not going to do it. Let's just, like, knock the fireball back into space and just be done. <laughs> <laughs> just one punch oh, man it. I uh, didn't know James had that secret power. <laughs> Neither did he. That is not what's going to happen, though, because I don't think it makes sense, nor I do, do I think that's fun. It doesn't make any sense. It, first of all... Th- th- you just be Saitama at that point. But only once. The moment of truth is only one use. Okay, uh, so you've sent your message to Moo, and you guys notice that the fireball gets closer and closer to the tower. Normally, a hero, or many heroes, would go up and stop this. 
But they're all inside the tower right now, and there's no way for them to go in or out. Oh, the tower's on lockdown. And for some reason, there's no that nobody's going out. A lot of things uh, could have uh, could be happening. We need to break a window so they can get out. <laughs> no, think it's that easy. Is is it like just by looking at the fireball? What that flying torch? Is it like there's you you? It's just common sense that. There's nothing we can do to stop it. It getting closer, you can see that it's starting to appear more like a big metal sphere. Essentially, I don't know <laughs> if the rules of the game let you figure this out, but uh... I knew it. The no came back, right? I have roll and unleash powers for Moo to arrive. I figure if it fails, he's probably going to fall from like ten feet above, right behind them. I want to cast Fab to kill her on it. <laughs> Nice try, kiddo. Yeah, no, the orb actually does crash into the tower. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing this. (laughs) The uh, ball crashes. The yes, the ball crashes into the tower. Now, under normal circumstances, this would demolish it. But this is superhero world. The tower is uh, made of a more reinforced uh, material, but it does still break into it. The orb opens up, and yes. A bunch of null does pop out. I knew it. And starts trickling down into the sphere, into the into the tower, and it's trickling itself down. Uh, I'm going to yell. If you don't have powers, you should probably get out of the area. Uh, yeah, no, people are freaking out. They're just screaming and stuff. There's, like, a larger percentage of people than should be just looking up and taking pictures and video. That is the that is the generation that we live in, folks. One picture of the apocalypse per person, please leave. Uh, and I'm assuming that uh, Moo has popped up now? Yeah, from above you guys, you hear a loud pop, and then, oh shit, fuck, right behind. I rolled a total of a two. No, what? Fucking ow. What, 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 what happened? She's uh, Alice is confused. She's like, "Who, who the hell are you?" I'm Moo. Did you do this? Oh, oh, reaches Grinch, reaches under the rubber Halloween mask, and you guys hear a crack as he puts his nose back in place. Fucking hell! Well, he is friends with Grim. <laughs> he promised me there wasn't gonna be no gross things here. He lied. Okay, I was not expecting you to get here this, this soon. He never told us what you can do. Oh. I would think he'll be a little bit more helpful. So, what do you need my help with? Is it Moo like the letter, or Moo like the sound? Moo as in the concept of it doesn't matter. I turn and say, I, I don't think this is something we should be trying to figure out at this moment. There is a big metal thing in a building. A building and that I'm pretty sure we can't get inside. No, according to, according to John, the building didn't fall, but the thing broke into the building, so now it's big. So, so you just want uh, to go through the material that hates you? Well, if Nelly has taught us anything, I somehow can kill it. So, I mean, are you are you really going to stand here and have all these heroes inside just die? None of them would... None of the ones we've met would die, would they? Well, I mean, I don't think they can fight this thing with their powers taken away from them. Right, but the... Are you suggesting they get in them and then they stab them to death? That that's out of character. You're asking me how the null would kill them, or yeah, that has null killed people without powers before, or that have powers before? Uh, N- Nelly was uh turned their body into spikes and pierced through the crocogator. Right. Uh, without nullifying any powers, uh, it was capable of killing people. Around the uh, so the um tower in real life, the uh, reunion tower. 
uh, has a uh, thing where you can um, uh, has a thing around it that lights up and has like a very very uh, like a very basic kind of like LED uh, light show essentially. This also exists on here. Um, it's a little bit more advanced. It's more of like a uh, uh, more like a pixelated screen that has a little bit more stuff to it. It's flashing something different instead. It's flashing something very unusual. I would say it's um, not something you guys have ever seen before, with the exception of one person, but he's not here. And the electricity spazzes out, and then from it generates uh, it's a hard light form. It has a head, a torso, two uh, long bony arms with two fingers that protrude from each end of it. And it starts spiraling down. It looks around. Who is that? End of session. What do you? What? What are your? Uh, how have you guys advanced? I don't want to speak for the whole team, but I think we pretty much all grew together as a team. Cheers, bro. I'll drink to that. I don't know. Mood just kind of, kind of just got there. <laughs> so his current mindset is, what the fuck was I just called into? Uh, you'll be sure to remind. You'll be sure to tell us what Mood does and is next time. Uh, well, that's the first. That's like. The first checkpoint on, like, next week's episode. Yeah, one of the things Moo's probably going to end up doing if this doesn't if this doesn't really go well is basically teleport to Gremlin's laboratory, grab Gremlin, teleport back, and say, you fucking deal with this. <laughs> okay, well, I, I at least would say I think I Gallison grew more into the team. And uh, I think I think he'll give that credit to uh, to Thorn. Mr. Grimm, since he did make her this sweet, cool scarf. Uh, check. All right, that brings us to mutual influence. Does grow closer to the team make sense? Well, with all the confusion and how much time I spent away from the team, grow away from the team does make sense, though. Not by a lot, but it makes sense. I, I think that's the one I'm going to have to go with. Uh, very little time with the team and the time that I spent was basically spent arguing over the the plan that we messed up. <laughs> uh, but I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna take the influence away from uh, from Gremlin because he's the one I didn't interact with at all during this session. All right, that switches that to has influence rather than mutual. My thing um, on the grow closer team is says I can um, give influence, clear condition, or mark potential. Is that mark potential on the person I pick? That I that made me grow into the team, or that me mark. Yeah, you get to myself. mark your own potential. It's basically like the one you want to be shooting for, just for that free experience point. That's what I'm gonna do. Also, just straight up heal twenty percent of your health. Do you want to do? We well, can do any game for Grim since he was in this. Uh, Grim's going to grow closer to the team, and Allison will get that influence. So time to move labels. Because you already have a few. You already. You. How many do you have at max right now? One. Danger and danger and freak are at maximum high. Okay, I don't want to affect that because then you take a minus to that, right? You get a condition. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had two conditions in the previous episode, didn't you? Yeah. From what I can muster, you can only remove one condition per day, or 
did you wanna did you want me to shift your labels or did you wanna use your growing as a team to clear condition? I give influence to that character and clear condition or mark potential. So I did clear one condition and that was angry. And thanks to my two failed rolls, I got up enough uh, potential that I have something unlocked that will come in very handy here here soon. Poor Moo is just so confused right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can shift your superior up and your savior down. Uh, savior's actually at maximum low. Oh, okay. That's also a bad idea then. What about the other way? Other way. Take one from superior and put it to savior. Because I, I want to give you the chances to as, to get a bonus to assess this situation. Don't want you to lose too much in that, because it's going to be hard for you to gain any information on that. Is your What about your mundane? Is that at that, low that max? That's a negative one. Okay. So I can, I'll take one, for your, uh, one down for mundane and then one up for superior. Yeah, that works. And good news is he's no longer angry. He's just a little insecure now. So, John, what's your end game stuff? Did you grow closer to the team? Well, I really wish people would stop piercing my mask, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I grew uh, uh, better as a closer image of myself. Uh, and I want to shift up my uh, superior and uh, lower my uh, mundane. <clears throat> and for the three people who listened to that and actually thought I was serious, well, then congratulations, they tricked you. John, what, what playbook are you using? Uh, I'm using the Omnipotent Playbook. Ah, the Nova. Um, it has one... The... <laughs> uh, the Supernova, <laughs> if you will. Uh, the only weakness is the moment of truth. <laughs> so it could only be beaten by someone using their moment of truth? Mm-hmm. That is the only thing that can stop the Supernova. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> that is literally what the moment of truth says. Do anything you yeah. want. Yeah, and then the DM has to respond after you're done. Yeah, you take full narrative control so long as you stay within the narrative of the moment of truth. Or like, oh no, <laughs> no, you have a whole like Monty Python moment. You just, like take over the script for a second. Okay, the Nala is about to attack you, and then it has a heart attack, <laughs> <laughs> implying that now, now you have narratively implied that it has a heart, and its heart has been attacked. So like for the beacon, your moment of truth lets you have. Complete control, but only for one thing and one enemy. Well, it's a good thing that your enemy is a big blob of sentient matter. My moment of truth tells me to be the monster and save them anyway. Uh, the bull apparently just breaks everything. I break the null. You let loose all the pent-up strength, rage, and glee. You break whatever stands in your way. You are a walking demolition crew. What can stand up to you? Nothing. Not buildings, not structures, not enemies. Full disclaimer, I'm really glad that none of you guys are bulls, because that would have really broke how I wrote Null. 